Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of Low Season Traveller Insider Guides. I'm your host, Kate Burgess. We have a special episode today with Charlotte Vogels, the Director of Fair Tourism, an organisation that's dedicated to creating community-based tourism, CBT, in a sustainable and responsible manner. Charlotte and I talk about the Mayhong Song province in northwest Thailand that sits just right on the border of Myanmar. This area is rich in nature with waterfalls, hot springs, and not only that, has these magical villages and communities that up until recently have been untouched by tourism. And we talk specifically about the Huaypu Keng village, which is the home of the women with the beautiful neck rings. Charlotte and her organization have established community-based tourism at Huaypu Keng village, meaning your tourism dollars are going directly to the locals. And not only that, it allows visitors to participate in their traditional ceremonies, crafts, staying in their homes. Charlotte tells us throughout this episode that people in these villages have often been photographed and and put on display for visitors without actually reaping any of the benefits. But in this episode, we help guide you to be able to have the chance to visit their village, learn their stories and connect with them person to person. Here's the episode. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Charlotte. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here with you. (laughs) I'd love for you to first tell us a little bit about Fair Tourism, which you are the director of, and the connection that you have with Mei Hong Song Province. Yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, Fair Tourism is a foundation in the Netherlands and um, we work on uh, creating awareness uh, about sustainable tourism, um, um, for example, by giving guest lectures and um, uh, workshops. And uh, on the other hand, uh, we support uh, local communities with the development of community-based tourism. Um, and so we are already connected with Mehong Son province since 2012. We did a project, we started a project there in the village of Huai Pukeng um, to see um, um, uh, what kind of tourism was there because um, Huai Pukeng is a Kareni village and um, um, it's um, also Kayan people live there. They are known for their, uh, their beautiful rings they wear on their neck. And uh, many people in Thailand want to visit them. Um, and so there are many like um, show villages, sometimes even called human zoos to, oh, uh, nice. yeah, so that tourists can visit them and only make pictures and leave again. And if they're lucky, buy some souvenirs. So we were um, um, meeting with the village chief of Huaypukeng and also the other villagers. And we asked, you know, what kind of tourism would you like to see here in the village? And we were explaining about community-based tourism, really more focused on their skills and on their stories instead of just um, being a photo opportunity. So, and then, um, yeah, the the people really told me they're very interested to uh, research that and to see the possibilities and uh, so we, we helped them develop um, um, uh, the community-based tourism. And now they are the first um, uh, yeah, Kareni village in the whole of Thailand that um, uh, offer like um, workshops and activities where you can have meaningful encounters with the locals instead of just um, making a picture and leaving. So 
uh, yeah, I'm really thankful for, for that. And uh, there are some tour operators offering it in, in Holland and also OTAs are uh, wanting to feature it like low season traveler, which is really great. So yeah, that's... Um, yeah, community-based tourism is, is so important. And I think a lot of people don't realize is that when they go to these villages, that the money isn't directly going to the people that live there. So it is so important that we have this community-based tourism, that you know that your tourism dollars is going to the person that you're handing it to. And that's, you know, the way that we need to move in the tourism world to, to make it more sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, fully agree. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited that we sort of have a double whammy episode talking both about the Mei Hong Song province and the Peking village. Um, so could you just give us a little bit of a overview about exactly where the Mei Hong Song province is and what's the best way to get there? Yeah, so the Mei Hong Son province is um, next to Chiang Mai province in the northwestern part of um, Thailand. Um, um, it's really on the border with Myanmar. So like what I was explaining about Kareni um, cultures, Kareni um, indigenous people, they are originally from Myanmar because they fled from the, uh, um, the, um, the civil war there to Thailand. Um, so the, 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 um, the best possibility to get there is like, um, um, you can, for example, uh, go to Chiang Mai by train or by, by bus or by flight. And then from, May, from Chiang Mai, you can make the Mehung Son loop and it's uh, around 600 kilometers. And you really make a, a round tour through Mehung Son. Uh, it's a beautiful um, trip by um, car or, 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 or you can have a minivan transfer or, or a motorbike if you want. Um, uh, through the nature um, and see all the beautiful places in Mei Hong Son uh, this way, also the village of Waipukeng. And um, another possibility uh, in the high season, which is from November until um, February, um, um, there are airlines flying to Mei Hong Son. Uh, so you can go there uh, from Bangkok to, but it's only in the high season. Um, and in the, in the low season, yeah, um, you can take, um, what I said, take, do the Mehong Son loop or take um, a, a, a mini bus transfer from Chiang Mai to, uh, to Mehong Son uh, city, which takes around, um, I think like uh, three and a half, four hours. So, yeah. I have been lucky enough to do that route before and I do want to warn people it is as you said absolutely stunning but it is extremely windy you are actually not going a long distance it takes a huge amount of time because you're going through the mountains so do be aware that if you do want to take that bus make sure that you are feeling good you've got some water and some snacks and you are prepared mentally for it yeah um so I've been very lucky to spend some time in Northern Thailand, as I just mentioned. And despite the geographical area of the Mae Hong Song province being quite small, there is a huge amount to do there. And one of the biggest things is the nature. Can you tell us a little bit more about what is available there and, and where people can go to find them? Yeah, so um, the whole province, like it's the most mountainous region of um, Thailand. So 80% is like pristine nature in um, Mae Hong Som. And um, um, so you can, um, you know, visit like beautiful waterfalls. Um, um, they're especially abundant and, and with a lot of water in the, in the rainy season, which is from 
um, uh, let's see, June to October. So you will have some rain then, but then the waterfalls are really, you know, so fresh and, and, and really um, the nature is also the most beautiful then because it's so um, well watered, you know? So, um, so the, 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 there are so like numerous waterfalls, you can visit caves, you can uh, make a beautiful hikes in the nature, uh, in the you know, in the in the jungle, really. Um, um, uh, so, and you have your beautiful cities, like smaller cities. They're not real big cities, like Pine, which is also has a little bit of a hippie vibe. Um, on the other hand, you have Mehong Son City, which is um, also called like the city of three mists because it's often covered in beautiful mist mist and yeah it's very uh, beautiful um it, there's a lake there and you have temple next to the uh, lake and and there's a night market just at the lake which is really fun that you can try all the kind of foods um uh, on the other hand um Meung Son is really known for all the um, ethnic communities indigenous people that live there um, you have um, the Aka, Lisu, Yao, Hmong people but also the Karemi like Huaypukeng has Karemi is like um, um, uh, the bigger um, there are like subgroups so you have the Kayan and the Kayo and Pakayor, Red Karen and they are all have their different traditions rituals um, which you can learn about in for example a village like Huaypukeng um, and there are so much uh, uh, potential in that because nobody really knows that nobody everybody knows the Kayan but nobody knows their stories and we really want to change that that people learn their stories and get to know them and how interesting their lives are and um, um, yeah so um, there's also um, uh, near the city of Meongson there's um, Sutongpei Bridge which is um, um, uh, very beautiful um, uh, bamboo bridge, the, um, the biggest bamboo bridge in Thailand. Um, and when you walk it, you can um, uh, uh, um, uh, climb a little bit. It's not very far and then have a beautiful monastery on top uh, that you can explore. And um, yeah, it's very interesting to, to go there. It's over the rice paddies. And um, if you go in the morning around between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m., um, you will have like um, um, local people giving alms to the monks. So it's a very interesting and beautiful ritual done all over in Thailand. You can experience it here. Um, and they say if you walk the bridge, that all the wishes that you do during that walk will come true. So I, I, I would I say- I love things like that. <laughs> I think they're fantastic. I think they're so special where every little place has their own tradition or secret that you can gain from it. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned Pai there, which is a slight hippie town um, full of backpackers, spiritualists, circus performers, fire dancers, and is one of the uh, big cities that is in the Mae Hong Song province. Could you tell us a little bit about more about Pai and what people can experience there? Um, yeah, um, I, I have to say I have not been to Pai because I've been so focused on visiting um, Kang and, and Hwai Sutao, which is a nearby Kareni village. Um, I, I, I would say that Pai is 
the most visited. If you look at all the places in, in Mehongson, uh, Pai is the most visited um, uh, city, really. Um, Mehongson is a little bit further away, so less tourists go there. Um, so um, some, uh, sometimes in high season, Pai would also be maybe a little bit more uh, crowded, really. Um, so I think uh, a lot of yeah, it's. I think it has an interesting hustle and bustle to go there, and um, 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 in a combination with other places uh, in Mehongson. So um, yeah, wonderful. And so, as you said, Mehongson has a plethora of ethnic communities, and particular, particularly the Huaipu Kang people, um, where the women wear the beautiful rings around their necks. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about this community-based tourism that you've established with them and how you can connect with these locals to hear more about their stories and, and their culture and what makes it so magical? Yeah. So, yeah, with other organizations, we really helped, uh, which are in, the lo in, in Thailand um, themselves, we really helped uh, to think about what the locals wanted to do with the, with the tourists, what they wanted to show the tourists, what they were, are proud of, what kind of activities they want to do. So there's now a, a whole list, uh, really, with uh, activities they can do with the local villagers. And if they decide to uh, embark on this trip, they will realize that um, the the, um, the Karene people, of course, very different from themselves, but they are much more alike than they would think if they just make a picture, because then they they don't speak to them, they don't hear their stories. So um, uh, it's I think it's very interesting if you make a connection with local people, you will you will notice that they are um, also humans. They are we are all uh, hum uh, yeah humans with human struggles and and emotions and feelings. And I think when you really um, get to know um, um, the, these people, you really realize that. So um, in Huaipukeng, it's really that you um, them, they they have all kinds of skills. They uh, can they share with tourists now in workshops. So they make like from the recycling from the rings, they make um, uh, bracelets. So tourists can join them. They, they can tourists can really do it themselves, really. So they can make a bracelet. Um, 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 together with a with a local artisan, um, um, and next to uh, that, um, they can make like wood carving. So, it can, like, if you want to carve a kayan doll or a boat, it will take a whole day. But if you, uh, I mean, you feel did that. You say, I, I have, sorry, Charlotte. Did you say carve a boat? Yes, you can make it from wood. You can make a boat in a yeah. day. Yeah, they, in a in a day. Not, not no. Oh, sorry, a small boat, not a boat to travel a, on. Okay. So. <laughs> I was shocked there. I was like, wow, they're making boats in a in a day. This is incredible. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry for being unclear. Yeah, so a small boat. Take home. You can take home the wood carving. So, um, um, yeah. So that, and then you can make some. They, um, you can make a bamboo cup or a bamboo bell or other things from bamboo. Um, and you can make um, um, a weaving. They have a, a special kind of weaving by hand with a loom, with a hand loom, and uh, you can try it yourself and make a hairband that you can take home. All these things you can take home. And I, what I find very interesting when you see the local people doing these um, work, you think, oh, so easy. But if you try it yourself, you're like well, man, this is hard. This is precise work. And it's really um, um, more difficult than it looks. And you get a really uh, a new respect for the people making this every day. And, uh, and, it, and it's very, um, 
interesting process. And next to that, you can um, have lunch with them. They have great Kareni, beautiful Kareni food, which is slightly different than Thai. Um, they can take you, um, you can make a beautiful hike. It's the um, uh, uh, Hoipukeng is just at the river. So if you go to the village, you need to cross the river. It's like 40 uh, minutes by car or by motorbike. And then you, they, they pick you up with a, with a wooden boat and then they bring you to the village. And if you um, uh, uh, walk five minutes outside of the village, it is so quiet. You couldn't believe it's like you hear nothing. And I think, Wow, that is already such a beautiful experience that mm. not many tourists are doing because mostly they just walk in the local st the, the the street where you can you know buy the souvenirs and then they go again. And if you just walk five minutes outside, it's it's uh, pristine, uh, surrounded by pristine hilly nature. I mean, you have to uh, yeah, you have to experience yourself to have that have the feeling. Yeah wow you know yeah i feel like it's hard to find that serenity these days when tourists are going to places during the high season and there's there's people everywhere and to find that just beautiful peace and silence is is incredible and i think something that we definitely take advantage of when when we do experience it and i know that another one of the big advantages of of traveling to Kang during the low season is its farming season during the rainy months and that you are able to go out and pick edible mushrooms and and black sesames could you tell us a little bit about what this experience is like and must it be done through a guide or can people do it themselves so if you go to Huaipukeng, you will always you um, they will guide, they can guide you. So we have like um, two villagers uh, who speak really good English, Aim Wang and Pei Yu, and and they can take you um, farming, for example, but also the other activities they can take you. Um, but um, you can also go with a local that is farming on that day, for example, if you're there, and then they can explain you everything. You, need, you want to know about the farming. For example, the black sesame is really um, um, valuable. So they mostly they sell it. They also pick like big leaves and they make it, they saw it together to make the, the roofs of the houses with the leaves and they sell that as well. Um, you can also, um, they eat like uh, edible insects, they eat them. So they, um, you have to take a stick and then put some flour on it. And then um, you can really go with them and attract these edible insects. And if you are, you know, not faint hearted, you can eat them. Yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. I mean, I definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah, and many of these areas have a lot of local traditions, festivals and rituals. Is there anything that travellers should be aware of when travelling to the Mehong Song province? Is there anything that they need to follow to make sure that they're showing full respect to the cultures that are there? Yeah, good that you say. I think um, they do have beautiful festivals and celebrations. Um for example, in Huaipukeng and oh, every Karenu village, really, um, they have the um, they have the festival, which is the Kayan New Year, and they celebrate on an auspicious date uh, at the end of March or the early April. So you only they only know one month before um, which date it will be, and they also um, um, it's really uh, based on animism, really, and so they uh, choose also an auspicious auspicious 
tree. Um, they, they do this also with chicken bone divination and, and they choose the tree and they really um, take off the, um, the, 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 the outer seal and then they, um, um, they, they on the, um, on the Ketubu festival, they carry it with all the villagers. They carry it to the, um, to the place that is um, just ne yeah, at the village. They have a Ketubu, like all the totem, yeah, we can call, you can call them like totem poles from the previous years and they will plant it there and they, they, uh, they um, decorate it in a beautiful way and they have like a three-day dancing competition um, uh, dancing and with music local music and really to um you know to ask their gods for um uh, a good um good uh, you know a good year with um a good uh, harvest and um um ha good health and and happiness so it's really uh, this is the main um uh, festival in in Huaikukeng and other Kareni villages in Myanmar or Thailand yeah and are they very open to to people coming and participating in this as well? Yes, they are very welcome uh, to um, invite tourists. They're very well, yeah. Tourists are very welcome to join. And I, I was planning to go this twenty twenty one, but with the COVID, it's so unclear um, if I'm allowed to go. So it's not um, as I'm based in the Netherlands. So it's yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll have to see, but. Um, in the future, I, 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 definitely, I definitely want to join one time because it's such a special um, festival that, and so many rituals and so many stories they can tell about it, uh, which uh, I think uh, for tourists are very interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah, my ears perked up at the dancing competition. That is definitely something I would love to participate in. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will win. No, we'll not win because the locals, they, they have their special way of dancing. It's beautiful. Oh, there's no yeah. way I can win, but joining in just sounds like a great time. Yeah, it's really, yeah. And, and I've been to uh, Waipukeng uh, uh, many times and it's so special to, to join them and to be a part of their culture. And, to, and, and I'm very thankful that in these uh, pandemic times, they have a lot of agriculture. So they still have some money coming in and they can survive, um, uh, which is very hard for people. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm really happy they're resili resilient uh, in these times and that they have their agriculture, that they can uh, have some income in their, uh, in their village for the people. Yeah. yeah, that's great. But definitely need the tourism back soon. Absolutely, yeah. So if you're in Thailand, if you're located, if you're living in Thailand, you are very welcome to visit them uh, and go, um, yeah, to, and, and visit Mehong Sompyo province. Um, and there are many people, uh, Thai, but also international people living in Thailand. So, mm. yeah. So I feel like there is there is not a person listening to this podcast that hasn't had Thai food from their local restaurant down the road. But Thai food is so versatile and so different in different regions. And you have mentioned the Kareni food and obviously the edible insects as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about some of their traditional dishes and some must tries that you would have for people visiting there? Yeah, so I, I, I have to say, I don't know exactly the names, but every, the, the food they, they provide in the village is so tasty. It's, of course, it's with rice. It's based on rice, but, you know, they have like 
um, they use, of course, also this black sesame and the mushrooms they pick. Um, but it's so, like, so much spices and so delicious and a lot of fresh fruits. I mean, it's it's really, really good food. I mean, you, I, yeah, you have to experience yourself uh, in the village when you, uh, you can have a homestay also in Huaypukeng. So you can stay at a, um, at a, a local um, family. And um, this is a very, it's, um, it's uh, of course, basic sleeping and um, like the, um, the um, they don't have like a shower, but you can you have a big, um, big ton with wa rain water, uh, I think mostly also from the rainwater collected water, and then you can just shower yourself, you know, with a, with a little little bucket. Yeah, it's really basic, but it's I think a very interesting experience if you really want to um, connect deeper and, and take some more time to because it doesn't do justice to only go one day. If you really want to experience them the different cultures there and the beautiful nature it's definitely um recommended to uh to stay there uh, the night yeah so i will say there can be some people that can be slightly intimidated when they are visiting places that may not be a typical tourist destination there might not be transport to get there it's a little bit harder there might not be a tourist information center what would be the best approach that you would recommend travelers if they were to travel to the Kwehu Ping village? Um, should they book before? How would that work? Yeah, so um, um, they can book, for example, um, um, uh, we have like a website, fairtourism.nl. If they're interested, they can inquire with me. Um, um, they, um, there are also um, different, uh, like um, um, there's some um, or travel organizations that are offering it. Um, so they can offer uh, like also OTAs, uh, online travel agency, they can book via them, um, but they can also book uh, directly um, uh, via, for example, if they want to connect with uh, I'm Wang and uh, pay you on Facebook, um, that is also possible. Um, and they're the two English speaking guides? Yeah. Yes, okay, they can. Great. And um, uh, um, we have on uh, uh, on the Hui um, Pukeng uh, will also be featured on those is traveler, and then they can um, on, we'll 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 um, link to a leaflet, a CBT leaflet, and the telephone number is also on there from um, Wang FAU, so they can call them. They can email them as well. If they want to connect with them, they can, uh, if they rather do it via me, it's also possible. So there are different ways to connect. Uh, but I do recommend if they want to do a workshop and, or they want to do a homestay or um, activities, it's good to book in advance so they can uh, prepare for that. They can have the materials um, ready and, um, and, uh, and the people that are doing the hike or other activities. So it's, I, I recommend that people, um, organizing it in advance yeah great i will make sure to put all of those links and emails in our show notes if people are looking for for that yeah. charlotte thank you so much it has been a pleasure to learn about this really rural but rich culture area of thailand that not many people know about and i'm so glad that you are doing incredible work with the villagers to to make this community-based tourism it sounds like a fantastic initiative and thank you so much for joining us today 
I'm, I'm really thankful that you invited uh, me to talk about uh, this beautiful region uh, in Thailand. And please let more people go to Meong Son because nobody, it's low season all around because so little tourists are going there. So you will really have most of the place for yourself. When you, uh, when you Sounds perfect to me. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, what a privilege to learn from Charlotte today about the Mayhong Song province. Thank you again, Charlotte, for joining us. Thanks to you for listening today. And if you have any destinations that you'd like to know more about or any feedback or questions for us, make sure to message us on our social channels at Low Season Traveller. We always love to hear from you. Stay safe and healthy and more now than ever, travel is better without the crowds. 